And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, not Doc Manson, are you ready for possibly eight hours of wrestling this weekend? Well, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, I have to tell you, I am never ready for eight hours of wrestling, especially all at once. So uh, I really hope that you weren't just alluding to the length of SummerSlam and you were just adding NXT and SummerSlam together on two separate nights. That would be definitely more ideal from my perspective. Well, uh, let's see. Recent takeovers are at about two and a half hours um, per show. And then SummerSlam is advertised to be at least six. I think they're counting a two-hour pre-show in that. But Can I could you tell be wrong. me? Okay, okay. So it's, it's actually a four-hour show plus a two-hour pre-show. I believe so. But... But don't quote me on that, because even if you take out the pre-show matches, there are still 10 other matches that are happening uh, on Sunday. The main card is 10 matches. And that doesn't factor in vignettes, including the three part uh, Daniel Bryan Miz vignette that we will probably get in all three parts because we got all three parts of it uh, on SmackDown. So. Okay, well, uh, I guess I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be, so let her rip. Unleash the sweet takeover SummerSlam glory. You know, I I, I do, being the Pope of Positivity, I am excited about this, but I am a little daunted because following that, now granted, you've stopped watching Raw and SmackDown, but after this, we have three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown, and then what really makes me nervous... And I was thinking about this in the car. What's uh-huh. after this? Huh? What do you mean? We had WrestleMania, which led to Money in the Bank, which led to SummerSlam, which leads to Survivor Series Night of Champions? Yeah, that sounds right. I guess. it's it's We're approaching that sort of doldrum period where... Uh, there's not a you know giant thing. The rumble's still four-ish months away, so I'm a yeah, little. I, you're right. Like- Traditionally, post SummerSlam, we enter into that drought where they're just spinning their wheels, waiting for Royal Rumble to happen. So if you thought the last three months of television were dry, <clears throat> oh, just wait I suppose to see what you really have what in front we're in is we're in the build to Evolution, is what we're in for because. According yeah. to Wikipedia, following this, September. Now, granted, I forgot we're in dual brand pay-per-views again. We're back to dual brand pay-per-views. Wait, we are? Yeah. Good. I was just about to tell you, do you think one of the reasons why SummerSlam is such a problem is be well, obviously SummerSlam is always a dual brand pay-per-view, but do you think one of the problems is because both brands are trying to fit on that show? Obviously, the answer is yes. But um, when did that happen? When did they make that announcement? Is that recent? What's going on? Uh, it's been since WrestleMania. What? <laughs> We've had dual brand pay-per-views since WrestleMania. No, the wait, only... I, thought, I thought you were saying they were splitting the pay-per-views back to being single-branded. No. Oh, dual well, then brand. I knew that. I misunderstood what you said. My okay. bad. 
radio uh, butterflies here, folks. All right. So, yeah. So, we've got Hell in a Cell in September. <clears throat> October Hi-ya. has the Super Showdown in Australia. What? It's the it's like Greatest Royal Rumble Part 2. Okay. Well, are they going to put it on the network like Greatest yes. Royal Rumble? Okay. Yeah. All right. It's good. And then Evolution. Okay. So really, the only pay per view that the men are going to be featured in between now, between SummerSlam and Survivor Series is Hell in a Cell. Okay, so Evolution is October. Evolution is October twenty eighth, and it is the only official pay per view, unless you count the Super Showdown, and maybe we need to start counting those. Um, um, when is the May Young Classic? Duh. It's going to air in September and finish at Evolution. Alright, well, there you go, folks. Because Evolution, I'm really excited about this. It is an NXT slash WWE event. Wait, so they're going to feature only female talent from NXT? Evolution is only female, and it features talents from, uh, I believe they said, from uh, NXT, NXT UK, and WWE. Okay, so I'm just going to come out and say this. I'm sure this is all over the internet. I'm sure I'm not the first person to say or think this. But on the one hand, you know, I think it's great that the women are getting their own pay-per-view, one where they're, you know, set to shine. They are in charge. They are the main attraction. Like, I see that as being a good thing. On the other hand, it's only a good thing and it's only necessary because WWE made that problem themselves and furthermore like don't you think it's a little bit strange that we're all about women's equality women can be wrestlers women got the forefront being entertainers and we're gonna segregate them off to their own show so that you don't have to see them on the men's paper i know that's not really what they're doing right they're still gonna be featured on the men's pay-per-views at least for now but don't you think like that's almost a step back in some ways i I still think the first thing i said is true it is a great step forward it's their time to shine it's the first one so of course like it's a it's a special event but if that became a regular recurring thing, they were going to just separate the brand out to its own show, and then they maybe well, stop featuring it. female performers. That's, that's kind of what I, I think this has to lead to some sort of women's brand. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but no other... The Cruiserweights, even, don't have their own pay-per-view. Right. And, and they've been a brand for two years now. So, unless this is just going to be a once-a-year thing, which is almost like... Back when they did ECW One Night Stand. Yeah, sure. You know, it's this once a year thing. And are we to assume that canon doesn't apply? Like, you know, are we to, how are we to interpret this? So I think, I do think this is going to lead to a brand down the road, but we will see. All right. Well, Uh, I'm still looking forward to it. Well, then let's talk about uh, this weekend. We've got NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 on Saturday. And Uh, you will be in attendance, I understand. You've gotten uh, your tickets. You're going to head down to Brooklyn. You're going to be meeting with fans. You're going to be with the New Age insiders out there. They're not going to Brooklyn. We are NAI movement. They're not going to Brooklyn. Oh, well, so it's just you? You took it upon yourself to be the NAI representation at Brooklyn? That's awesome, DC. I would like to formally announce that I will be the NAI representative on my couch. (laughs) Of course you are. I might break out an NAI shirt 
Although uh-huh. I probably would uh, be wearing. Well, I mean, I just just DVD as an aside, uh, there will be some wrestling shenanigans at the Manson Manor, which of course do you, you do are NXT to. and SummerSlam? I mean, we don't have people over for NXT, but. Uh, I will be watching it. So if you okay. if you would prefer to come over for NXT, uh, I would I would not turn you down. I would I would welcome you with open arms and a hug. Oh yeah, we're, we're we're the hug and boss connection. And who would have guessed that I'm the hugger? Okay, I, we are going to get to <clears throat> the predictions and productions, but I have a conspiracy theory. Uh huh. Lately. Um, people have been complaining up and down, left and right, and all over the place that the quality of the merch has taken a tumble. The Hell No shirt, the Boss Hug connection. It looks like, you know, a 12-year-old is doing graphic design and they're selling them as shirts. Well, recently, within the last week or so, I believe there is now a website called customtees.com, or maybe it's www.customtees.com. Where you can, what I've been saying for months, if not years, you can choose the logo you want, you can choose the color you want, and you can create your own shirt. They're obviously more expensive because they're customized, but I'm starting to wonder, did they make it so bad that when they came out with this idea for custom tees, everyone's like, finally, you stop making them because you come up with crap ideas. Now it's my turn. Have my $95. I'm making my own shirt. Uh, maybe. Couldn't tell you. but Because uh... if I want a highlighter green Roman Reigns shirt now, I can get one. I mean, that's nice and all, but doesn't that sort of work against branding i mean don't you want people out there all wearing the same shirt so like at a glance like you know that you've got these number of fans out there like i i I understand that i think it's what the logo's for it's going to give people the chance to be like this is me like this is you know just like emma it's all about me i am the only one with a light pink well, that's you know, what social media shirt. is all about. It's all about so. me, baby. So they're just embracing the generational trends. That's all yeah. that they're doing. All right. Um, do we do we play the game where you tell me what the matches are, or do we just do? Would you like me to just inform you what you're about to see, and you can chime all in? All right. Brock Lesnar versus Roman no, Reigns. I'm t- I'm, well, right now I'm talking NXT, but we could do the whole thing. NXT. If you would like to. Um. It's Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa because Correct. Aleister Black got hurt. Correct. It's Shayna Baszler versus somebody saluting Rhea the Ripley. Pirate. The pirate. Is that what Carrie's saying? I suppose she that would be Lacey Evans would salute. She does some sort of weird like pirate salute thing, but it's Kyrie Zane. Okay, Kyrie Zane. That's a match. Um, then we've got the NXT middleweight champion, Adam Cole. What's that called again? TV champion? The North American champion. North American champion. He's probably facing someone from the UK, but I don't know who. No? Okay. Who is it? Flippy Man. Flippy ricochet. Man. Ah, Ricochet. Wouldn't have guessed that. Um, and the NXT tag titles held by... System Shock? <laughs> yes. Shock. Yes. The, the system. But the system is down. 
Das ist dumm. Das ist dumm. He's down. Yeah, uh, they are still the tag champions? Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they want him back, right? They are. Bobby Fish. Uh, not Bobby Fish. He's injured. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. And they're facing the mustache people because that's who uh, they won them from. Um, that's all I got. What about, well, you what, got, what about you got Patrick? 80%. What about Patrick, whatever his name is? Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Is he on is it? He's taking on EC3. Okay. In some weird, I can't tell who the babyface is supposed to be. I don't think there is one. Nope, probably not. Um, I heard originally that Nikki Cross was going to wrestle Lacey Evans, but that is going to be at the taping for like the show the following week. Who did Shayna Baszler beat last time? Nikki Cross. Oh, pass okay. Out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's start with the Velveteen Dream and EC3. They're they're kind of having a, you know, they're poking fun at each other. Um, EC3, EC3 made a couple Prince references. What? I said EC3 wins, only because I don't know that the Velveteen Dream has ever won an NXT TakeOver, so why start now? <clears throat> I... I I'm going to go against you and say the Velveteen Dream for that very reason, because if he loses, he is Tyler Breeze 2.0. I sort of think he already is, so I'm just embracing it. We'll see what happens. I, I suppose so. I suppose Remember when so. there was All a right. guy called Cassius Ono? Oh, no! I haven't done that in a while. Where, where is this guy? What's he doing? He wrestled a jobber on the a recent NXT, and uh, that was it. All right. There was no storyline. He just... Is his hair still luscious? It is still luscious, yes. All right, well, I, I'm happy to hear that. All right, Adam Cole, the North American champion, defending against Rick O'Shea. Is Ricochet still undefeated? I don't really think that matters, though, to be honest. I would assume so. Yeah, I don't know. Adam Cole's a good champion, and I don't know that they are... I mean, I haven't watched the product. I don't know what they're doing with him and the System Shock boys. But they they have I will say the only thing I will say is they have very lightly hinted at some Adam Cole Tommaso Champa they they have crossed paths once or twice. Wait, so once again they're going to send two heels at each other? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think I, it's it's Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era are one of those weird their heels but they're not... No, they are. They're just fan favorites. But there's definitely heels. They're fan favorite heels? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Adam Cole's going to retain. Well... Mm, uh, yeah. I'm going with... Not, He's gonna not that it matters, but I'm going with Ricochet. That's a good I, call. I think Ricochet deserves it, and I think he would actually do a lot <clears throat> with that championship. I think, mm -hmm. again, fans would get real excited about it. But the way that I see this playing out especially just based off what you just told me, Adam Cole retains this championship because, spoiler alert, Tommaso Ciampa does not retain his title at the end of the night. This is going to be one of those few, maybe it's just this particular show, but we're going to disagree quite a bit. I mean, in all fairness, once again, I have not watched one episode of NXT between Last Takeover and this one, so I really don't have, I'm not, into any of the nuance. I'm not really sure what's going on. This does not represent a great analysis. I'm really just, no. you know, winging this, so. No, I think I think Ricochet wins because Adam Cole can move on, and the question to me is, does he move on to the NXT title, 
which would work in either situation. Adam Cole could very easily be a new opponent for Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa. Um, or at some point, this stable is going to get called up to the main roster. Probably not yet, because nah. the main roster is pretty full as it is. Yeah. But, and we've all seen how well they've handled the Authors of Pain and Sanity. I mean, they're going to so. have a UK show soon, so you think you'd want to put Adam Cole on that. Why? Why not? He's not from the UK. Yeah, well, there are people on NXT that are from the UK. They're not from the US. I suppose Who that's cares? true. That's true. You're, you're not wrong. All right, Shayna Baszler, the queen of spades, uh-huh. taking on the pirate princess, Kyrie Zane, for the NXT women's title. Baszler for the win. Why? Because she's dominant. So why wouldn't you continue that? <clears throat> I am saying Kyrie Zane. And the reason I am saying Kyrie Zane is because, as you mentioned, we've got ourselves a May Young Classic happening. Kyrie Zane won the May Young Classic and has so far not done much. So I think it would be fitting as we approach the one year anniversary in May Young Classic 2 for the winner of the first one to actually get a title. I mean, that's a nice thought, but just think about how they treat the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royal Boyle Soil Toil match. I mean, at that point, like, they want you to forget who won the last time. They'd rather her probably not be anywhere near television by the time they actually have that Mae Young Classic coming around. They, they want to us to have who, short-term memories. I'm trying to remember who won. I think it was Mojo, but I could be wrong. Who won the 2018 Andre Battle Royal? I have no idea. I literally have no idea. It's the kiss of death for anyone who wins it. I think... Oh, nope. It was Matt Hardy. (laughs) If you say so. If you say so. Okay. Totally didn't know that. Uh Um, But yeah, I, I also will say that the you know we're at this point and I'll echo these sentiments with the tag division as well you've got Shayna Baszler who's become a good wrestler Nikki Cross I think is just killing time until she makes the call up then you've got like Lacey Evans and whip your hair back and forth and uh there's probably some others uh Vanessa Bourne yeah is there sure and so there there's a there's a gap Dakota Kai Candice LeRae Dakota Kai is there yeah. so, but there's a gap and so I think Kyrie Zane helps that gap more than Shayna Baszler but again could be wrong but I can't remember a pay-per-view NXT or WWE where the first three matches we went in completely different directions so well there you go all right undisputed era versus mustache mountain uh, I don't know. I'm not down with this whole trading things back and forth, so I'm just going to stick with uh, our System Shock boys, whatever they're called. What is their All actual right. ty- name again? The Undisputed Era. Yeah, System Shock is just so much... I mean, first of all, it's, it's a video game, which is probably why it's stuck in my head. But, uh, I don't know, it just rolls off the tongue much better than the Undisputed Era. I mean, that's... Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. You, you traveled to Chicago. I've traveled, yes. Have you ever been to the suburb that I believe is known as Brookfield? I have not been to Brookfield. There is apparently some arcade there uh-huh. that has like a ridiculous number of arcade games and you pay a $20 flat fee and you can stay all day. That sounds good. 
And all the games are free to play? I've heard about arcades like that. I think there's one in Providence that's similar. Uh, haven't been there, but... but- I was looking it up. I was reading about it today, and I was like, I might need to take a field trip because they have like the WWE WrestleMania game, which is one of the greatest games ever. You are not flying to Chicago to drive, drive to a sub. You are not going to drive to Chicago. You never know. No, I do know. You're not going to. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I, th- I just thought I it was would a cool play idea. a lot of pinball if, assuming they had pinball machines as well. I would supposedly it's like close to six thousand games are there at any given time. I'm assuming they've got Mrs. Manson. Look this up. Put it on the list for the next time we're out there. Let's find out how far it is. Let's make an excursion. I'm looking it up now because it's the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like I said six thousand, and I'm like that sounds excessive. I wonder if it's six hundred. It's six hundred, well, which is still even a lot. Still, that's a lot. But yes, the Galloping Ghost Arcade in Brookfield, Illinois. I hope so, they have lethal enforcers. I, if I could get the website to work, I would look because it has a list of all of the games oh, that you can play there. So I will, I will try to get that to work because I will let you know. Quick, all right. quick aside though, favorite arcade game that you X Men? Ooh, the beat 'em up. Yeah, that's a good one. Is that it- could be Colossus. <laughs> Do you think that's the game you spent the most amount of time and or money sinking quarters into in an arcade? We went to Disney when I was maybe 11 or 12, and I tried to get out of going to the parks to stay in the basement of the hotel eating these giant chocolate fudge brownies and playing the X-Men arcade game. And my dad had to be like, come over at one point and be like, I did not spend $2,500 for you to play video games. Get your ass on the monorail. And at that point, did you look at him and say, well, I guess we should have had another outlet installed so we could have that Nintendo at home? No, I think by that point, well, this might have been before I had the PlayStation. That might have been the moment where he was like, you know what, maybe I should just get him a video game There you go. Get it out of his system. All right. All right, uh, that brings us to what about you? Favorite arcade game, oh, the one geez. you spent the most time on? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's probably Battletoads. No, was that an arcade game? It might have been. I know it was on NES, but um, I mean, I definitely played a lot of the shooter type games. Like I'm thinking, like maybe T2, the arcade game, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but definitely, yeah, X Men. I played a lot. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I played a lot. Oh, uh, NBA oh. Jam. Even I think I played a bunch of in the arcade. All right. Homework assignment for the neighborhood for the DDT besties. Email us and let us know. We have one person who would like to take part in the DDT Fed, and that, of course, is Glenn. He is the only person that I saw that hashtag for. I think I think Mitchell at one point said he'd be interested. All right. Well, the, we have a bunch of people. I've got three alpha drafts going on right now. I'd just like to point out. Um, I'd like to point out that I'm only doing one of those, and even that one. Sort of. You traded. You tra- and, and, and this is an email that Seahawks sent. You traded. Uh, what did you trade? The the APA and four draft picks for Mister America. So you traded it for Hulk Hogan, who you then turned into Mister America. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I view that as probably the greatest get that I could possibly get in this draft. Um, you know, g- given my my current strategy. I, I agree with you. I understand we're supposed to be waiting for your next turn, but I'd just like 
to point out, I have a tra- I have multiple trades on the table for you. Okay, what are the other trades? Well, I've offered oh, I've offered many things for Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant is is a core, an idea is he would be a vital part of my strategy. Uh huh. And I've offered Randy Savage. Now, with your current strategy, Randy Savage doesn't make any sense unless he wanted to go with the bone saw route, which we talked about which on last week's was show. Was denied by Jeremy. Well, but Glenn said yes. So, so, so I you're saying I get... can draft Allison Bree then? I personally don't give a damn if you would like to take a draft pick <laughs> on Allison Bree. But... Hey, in all fairness, in all fairness. If you actually have watched Glow, I doubt you have. It's excellent. Both seasons are excellent. I really recommend it. But I would say the girls on that show do as much wrestling as 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 many well, other I I wrestling believe, shows. I believe this is correct. One of the people who is training them is the former number one wrestler on the list, Chavo Guerrero. That is correct. And also Carlito has also done some training with them. So they both I am appear. sure they're good. It is a show that I, it is on my list of things to watch. I get sucked into WWE Network, of course, but Luke Cage Season 2 is on my list. Glow is on my list. One of these days I will sit down and get around to it. But Iron Fist Season 2? I don't Drop think Iron Fist in like has two weeks. Two. It's coming soon. It's like two weeks <clears throat> out. Oh, well, Season 1 was terrible. So I don't <laughs> think I'll be watching it. Well, I'll probably give it a try. No, but. you will watch it. I know you will. Um, let's see. All right, we were we were back to so. This was a roundabout way. We talked about the drafts at some point, um, the alpha drafts. Uh, if you let us know what your favorite arcade game, not video game that you play on a console, you got to go to the arcade. You got to have the big stand up machine. What was your favorite game? Uh, we're still in NXT Takeover. Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, a last man standing match for the NXT Championship. That's interesting. Um, but, I, I mean, again, I think it sort of works. You know, Ciampa's had some severe knee injuries that he was out with. They played that up and won the last matches. I, I think I think I can see a scenario where Gargano goes at that knee, and although Ciampa's furious and ready, he simply can't get to his feet uh, to continue the match. Uh, I don't know. I think Gargano wins. I think Gargano would make a great uh, champion for a little while in NXT. Uh, don't get me wrong, Champa's great. I'm not ready for his reign to be over, but ultimately, I kind of feel like he did Gargano dirty going back a year ago now with the dissolution of DIY. And I sort of feel like if there's any justice in this world, which of course there isn't, but <laughs> if there is, I just sort of feel like Johnny Gargano's got to come out on top of this feud. He's got to win that championship, and frankly. I don't want to see another match from them. You, so you it's a, got to be this time. You make a lot of great points, and you've almost convinced me. It's one of those things I was about to say, it's too soon for Gargano to win, except you're right. This is a year plus in the making. I, I think the problem is, up until 10, 11 days ago, this was a triple threat. So this right. wasn't going to be the final story now I think it almost kind of has to be. Um, I'm going to stick with my original thought and say Ciampa because he has done such a good job with this title reign that I don't want it to end. Agreed. However, you do you do make a valid point that if if Gargano loses a second time in a row, 
Champa has no Champa has no business even addressing him anymore. And then, I agree. Unless Gargano is going to get called up to the main roster, which would be two hundred five live, I can't see him showing up on SmackDown or Raw. What if they both clobber the crap out of each other? Neither of them can answer the ten count. And that's possible, I guess. It is, but then again, we're we're waiting another because I believe the next NXT takeover is before Survivor Series. So this storyline continues until November. I've seen worse go on for longer. So. I like the idea. I think that would be a nice way to go is to not actually have it be decided. Yeah, the next one is War Games on nice. November They're 17th. They're bringing back War Games, huh? They are. It'll be... I believe the, the rumor I heard is Undisputed Era versus Ricochet and War Raiders. Ooh. But the question is, they did it with three teams, so I don't know who the third team would be. So, mm. but, yes, right. War yep. Games is happening again in November in Los Angeles. I look forward to it. Seahawk, new, new email. Jeremy needs to replace DC as commissioner since he has failed to regulate this draft. Since I'm off of Twitter, I have no idea what he's talking about. But <laughs> Okay, so going back to the draft for half a quick second here, you just told me <clears throat> that Andre the Giant would be <laughs> central to what you're trying to do. I didn't say central. I said he's helpful. He's what not- I'm saying is he's such a large man. I mean, we're talking 800 pounds of wrestling. That is false. Uh, <laughs> it's blatantly false. <laughs> I'm just thinking that perhaps if we go pound for pound, he might be worth more than just what we've discussed, which of course is Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. I'm perhaps shocked you might be you willing to throw one more something else to sweeten the pot in there. Well, let's see. Have I shared my plan? No, I don't believe you have. Would you like to know my plan? Yeah, come by all means. Uh, In the early 90s in WCW, they did, at least once if not a couple of times, a World Cup of wrestling. So they had various teams. I think they did it as a tag team tournament. But they had various teams representing different countries or areas. And they had. so once I got Team Angle, I started to think to myself... Well, you've got Team Angle. There's an American team. You've got the Faces of Fear. There's Tonga slash Polynesia. So I have acquired uh, a UK team. There's a Mexico team. There is a Russia team. There is a Canada team. So Andre would be, again, he would be a vital part of Team Europe, but he is not an essential part of Team Europe because I could always draft Kurgan as a replacement. I don't really think Kurgan is a replacement for Andre the freaking giant. I agree, but I'm saying. So, I have offered you, let's just go full disclosure. Uh, At some point in time, I've offered you Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Bam Bam Bigelow. Now I've offered you Haas and Benjamin, and I believe I offered you the Sheep Herders, a.k.a. the Bushwhackers. That's the hard part, is the, the the Oceania area, the Australia-New Zealand era, is a little tricky to pull a team together. I got the sheep herders, but I'd be willing to pass them up. Um, so, I have offered you any number of those. 
Is, and I'm just saying that Haas and Benjamin is a single slot, and I feel like Andre the Giant is a two-slot talent. Okay. So, let's see. Would you take Haas and Benjamin and Emma? Because then you I could go. I would consider it. You could go for. Yeah, it's kind of silly. Emma is kind of silly. And don't get me wrong, I love Emma to death. But I'm not really sure that's, that's trapping her in a terrible gimmick. She got fairly over in that gimmick. Could, she was having fun with you, Santino. I would give you Boris Alexiev, a.k.a. Santino Morella, and you could make him be Santina Morella the entire time and make him be in your women's division. Not that I have a women's division. <laughs> I do have Sonny, though. Um, <laughs> you do. Back when your plan was to just take all of the people I like. Yes. Um, I mean, if you're willing to tell me that you would consider trading Haas and Benjamin plus Santino Morella for Andre the Giant, I'd say I was listening. You've been listening the whole time. I am saying that. I would trade you Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, and Santino Morella for Andre the Giant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've got a deal here. Oh. I'm right. going to, uh, again, I, 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 if, I, we're going to have like to keep to, this on like wraps until the next. If you'd like to ponder. No, you, I'm not really pondering, but I just I just need to make sure that I'm able to to fulfill what needs to be fulfilled. So I need we need to, we need to announce this as part of the draft when my next pick comes up. Okay. Or I suppose people in the draft will hear this tomorrow if it doesn't come back to my pick before this releases. But you know, whatever. All right, there's drama over some of the people Danielle picked. I'm leaving it alone, hence why I've probably failed to regulate the draft. Isn't Jeremy in charge when you're not around? I went ahead and said that, but apparently that didn't matter to Seahawk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's get to SummerSlam because we're 33 minutes in and there's 13 more matches to go. Oh, um, plus it. emails. And we just got an email from Bethany. So, you know, I can't wait to read that crap. Uh, the pre-show, which I got to tell you, I am almost as excited for the pre-show as I am for SummerSlam itself. Match number one. Is the B one. team on the pre-show? Rusev and Lana taking on Andrade Almas and Zelina Vega in a mixed tag match. I will watch the hell out of that match. Did you? Was there a stipulation? I didn't. I I think I'm out of touch. As far as I know, there is no stipulation except that Aiden English, I'm sure, has to be involved in some capacity. I will watch the hell out of that match. Zelina Vega is an excellent wrestler. And I know, you know, say what you will about Lana, but I felt like she was doing a decent enough job the last few times I saw her. I'd like to, I want to see that match if to see that, but also CN versus Rusev, mm-hmm. I think, could be quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, yes, excellent. So, who do you think is going to win? Um, Probably Andrade, just because he's got the momentum, right? Well, and again, we need a payoff to that Aiden English story. He's got to, at some point, he's got to screw it up enough so that Rusev and Lana get tired of it. Yeah, I'm aware of all the latest developments in the Aiden English saga. Over the last, even going back, I think, to maybe even the last pay-per-view, Aiden English has continually cost both Lana and Rusev matches, trying to help and failing. That sounds like our Aiden English. So, 
The next match for the Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, my boys, the B-Team, taking on my boys, the Revival. Now, we haven't talked about this. How do you feel about the new B-Team uh, anthem, I'll call it? I think it's great. Yeah, I like it. B-Team, B-Team, go, go, go. It's, I, I think it's just fine. There was a very good match on Raw. Um, a triple threat between the B-Team, the Revival, and Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And afterwards, Matt Hardy posted a picture uh, thanking Bray for everything, which makes it sound like that team is now done. And Matt Hardy has been posting some cryptic stuff. People are thinking he is wrapped, like he might be done done. Because apparently his tailbone and his pelvis and his vertebrae might be all kind of fusing together. Well... That's what happens when you fall off a really tall stuff for a living. He posted a gif of him dropping, like, doing the leg drop off the ladder, and he's like, I believe this is when my coccyx and my pelvis decided to mate. I was like, yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, I hope all the best for him. Maintain as much mobility as you can, Matt, even if that means hanging up the boots for now. Mm-hmm. I'd watch him as a personality. I'd watch him as a manager for a while. For I don't sure. know. He's, he's got some legs. He could, he could create a stable of kooky people. Absolutely. He, as a manager of the B-team, would be pretty funny. The kooky cutter, we could call him. Wow. Uh, so, and? do we have new Raw Tag Team Champions? Um, Wait, who are they facing? The Revival. Say yeah. I want to say yes, but the answer is no. The Revival I want to say yes, and I'm joke. saying yes. What? As much as I love the B-team, and I do love the B-team, uh... At some point, we need the revival. The revival needs this is more about the revival than it is the B team. The B team is doing great. The revival needs a win, even if it is over the B team, to become tag champs and start to crawl back into relevancy. And so, I don't disagree. I just sort of feel like I don't know. I feel like the revival has no stock with anyone who's running Raw. Might be. Um, did we talk, we, we mentioned it briefly, I believe, on what is going to be next week's episode of The List that we recorded just a few days ago. Um, somebody that I've really enjoyed because if I grow my goatee long enough, I can twist it and laugh maniacally, but uh, Jim Neidhart passing away. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And apparently but... not. Like he was, he he may have been sick. He may have had some some issues with dementia. But apparently it was just an accident at home. Yeah, so. very sad to hear. Sad. To Sounds hear. like he was very loved by his family mm-hmm. and certainly by people in the industry. And Heart Foundation is a fantastic team. Uh, the revival broke out the heart attack in the triple threat match, which I thought was a nice nod to. Uh, yeah. So very nice. Nice. Homage. All right. And um, the final match of the pre-show is for, of course, the Cruiserweight title. Cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander taking on Drew Gulak. I mean, you honestly could have filled any two names in there, and I would believe you. (laughs) Cruiserweight champion Reginald Turkey Baster. (laughs) Well, maybe not that. (laughs) Taking on Sam Sitwell. Yeah. If you told me Sam Sitwell was real... Something tells me he is, but I don't know. I think he's a comic book character. So, so I could have said Cruiserweight Champion, the Brian Kendrick, taking on TJP, and you would have been like, okay, okay. 
Yeah, I would have predicted TJP winning that all day long. <laughs> but yeah, it's Gulak versus Alexander. Alexander's been the champion since I believe he took it off of. He won the tournament at WrestleMania. So he's been champion yeah. a while. Gulak is the guy who I felt like had something going for him before they they they've sort of reshuffled the cruiserweight. Sure. How is he doing now? Is he is he is he as prominent now as he was then? He has been over the last few weeks because he's become the number one contender. Um for a while he was just kind of there. And he like teases the PowerPoint, but he's also more serious. So he's mm-hmm. like, normally I would show you why I should be the cruiserweight champion with a PowerPoint. But this is serious business, and so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Drew Gulak because mm-hmm. you gotta change something up there. The problem, and they're missing <clears throat> quite a number of their past champions at this point. Like the problem is with this is I love Cedric and he's been a fine champion for them, but without them on Raw, if you don't watch 205 Live. Why aren't they on Raw? I thought that because was a big get for Raw during the brand split. Like they wanted where to are make, they? They wanted to make it if you want to watch them, you have to watch 205 Live. And what has happened? Some people do. And again, like I tried to even earlier this summer, I tried to binge and catch up because I had heard that Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali were having a good feud. I couldn't get into it. The buy-in was just not there for me. So, but I'm going with Drew Gulak as well. I think a new champion would be good at this point for them. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they have to start establishing stars on that brand. Mm-hmm. And the only way you, do, again, I mean, Enzo Amore, you know how that turned out. Rich Swan, we know how that turned out. Like, Neville. I know Kendrick and TJP are still there, yeah. but you got to start but building ne- Neville, people. Neville, you know, I think Triple H was doing some interview pre-SummerSlam interview and somebody asked him about Neville and he basically said, I have nothing to do with that situation. I think Neville's a great talent and we miss him, obviously, but I can't speak to the circumstances of why he has a button on TV in a year. Right. So. There you go. All right. That brings us to SummerSlam proper and the 10 matches. The first one is a match I know you're looking forward to because it is two of your absolute favorites. Constable Baron Corbin oh boy. taking on Finn Balor. Okay. Awesome. I No matter who wins, we lose. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Finn Balor, I guess. Who cares? Uh, um, if Finn Balor doesn't win, there is no reason for him to be on Raw anymore. He either needs to go to 205 Live, NXT, or SmackDown. I was driving in the car. I went to meet my parents for breakfast this morning. Did you get chocolate chip pancakes? No, I had yogurt and granola because I was trying to be healthy. And extreme home fries, which are not healthy. Well, I was almost disappointed in you, but not anymore. Because it's like onions and peppers and bacon and cheese. Delish. Um, So I was thinking about this in the car as I was driving. If Finn Balor doesn't win, he's got to go to SmackDown. Like, we need a superstar shakeup. Things are getting... So I'm going with Finn Balor, too. The question that some people are asking is, uh, is, do we see the demon? It's been not teased at all. But do we see, it's been a while, does he break out the paint just for fun? I would imagine to open the show. My answer is no. Only because I feel like the WWE would really want to... 
I, I feel like they would show their hand. You would think so. He's done it every other time he's shown his hand. Right. So, all right. In uh, the next match, another of your two favorites. Okay. In the battle for the Money in the Bank briefcase, Ooh. Braun Strowman is taking on Kevin Owens. This actually is two of my favorites. <laughs> if Kevin Owens wins, he gets the briefcase. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I could see that happening. Uh, Braun Strowman, I would love to have that briefcase, but to continue to have that briefcase. But I, for some reason, they have shown, despite the fact that he was white hot there for a while, they don't have any real interest in him being the guy. Mm-hmm. And as much as I don't necessarily think Kevin Owens is the guy either, um, I could see them getting some nice mileage out of this feud with Braun hunting down Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens has that brief. It would be a great story as far as I'm concerned. Kevin Owens with the briefcase hunting down the champion, looking for that opportune moment to cash that thing in. But every single time he's looking to do it, Braun Strowman is there. That is great. See, I think if Kevin Owens wins, he is the universal champion on Monday morning. Hmm... Yeah, May- maybe or maybe not with Paul Heyman. The Paul Heyman story is taking all sorts of twists and turns and such. Yeah, um, I mean, I like that idea. That's not bad. But I, I also like your idea in that. Yeah, Owens is hunting the champion, but Strowman is hunting Owens, and so all of a sudden you notice Owens like runs to the ring, and then you notice that somebody like one of the cameramen is seven feet tall. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. As awesome as all of these scenarios are, my Kevin Owens thing, your thing with him being champion Monday morning, 97% of the time, WWE just spins their wheels, which means, probabilistically, Braun Strowman is just going to win this thing. Well, and, and to be fair, this is one of the situations you said in the last match, whoever wins, we lose. Whoever wins, we win. I am I very happy for Braun Strowman to continue to carry the briefcase in his giant paws. Making did, it look very small. Did Kevin Owens ever hold the Money in the Bank briefcase? No. Yeah. Oh, it seems a tailor-made, it's a tailor-made gimmick for that character. It is. And what the other thing that I think also speaks to it, they've been using the term, I think for a while, uh, monster in the bank, and yet they have not done anything to the paint job of that briefcase to change it to monster. No, it is still lime green. Yeah, so I don't, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Let's get crazy well. here, folks. I am going with Kevin Owens as well. I think, again, WWE usually doesn't put a stipulation in unless it's for a reason. So I'm going to say the stipulation's there because it's going to change hands. All right. The final non-title match of the evening, wow. uh, The Miz is taking on Daniel Bryan. Cool. A story eight years in the making. Wow. Because um, they, they were bringing back video of when Daniel Bryan was on NXT back when it was a reality show and The Miz yes. was his mm-hmm. coach. It's a long storied history. It's a great rivalry. They really, you know, peaked interest on Talking Smack back a couple years now. But, geez, I don't know. I'm going to say Daniel Bryan because I want Daniel Bryan to win, but I feel like, you know, obviously The Miz benefits the most from 
from this. So the, it would make it, sense. It's one of the, this was one of the two matches that I couldn't like when I thought about them. Uh, for many of them, there was a clear winner. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. It could go either way, but I really do think it's going to be Kevin Owens. This one, I'm torn. I'm going to say the Miz only because you said Daniel Bryan, but um, it could go either way. And I think whoever wins this is probably going to get moved up to the SmackDown title scene. And depending on who wins that match, also changes things. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I didn't. I skipped the promo packages because I want to watch them fresh on Sunday. I don't want to have to feel like this is the second or third time I've seen them. I'm sure we'll see them on the pre-show too. No doubt. All right. Entering the title matches on Smack or SummerSlam proper, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, who are the Hammer Brothers, are taking on number one contenders, The New Day. I am going with The New Day. You shook your head in that way. That lets me know that you really don't care about this match. I am going with The New Day because the Hammer Brothers, I love Harper and Rowan's just fine, but that gimmick is going nowhere. They wrestled three jobbers on SmackDown. That was their match. Um, So I'm going to say The New Day wins just for something old but new-ish. They'll be five-time or five-time or six-time uh, tag champs. I think five-time tag champs. And then maybe they can get some other tag teams in there. Because the, the SmackDown tag team division, as far as I can tell, is the Bludgeon Brothers, the New Day, the Usos, and Sanity. That's it. I can't think of another tag team. Yeah. Ty Dillinger and R-Truth, maybe. I'd like to see Sanity on my television a bit more. Well, okay. For all I know, they've been on television. <laughs> they wrestled. Killian Danes got himself a singlet. Awesome. Good for Instead him. Instead of the whatever he was wearing before. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's go with New Day, because New Day versus Sanity, which I think we've already seen. We could we see have. again. Why not? So I, They did a little mini tournament, and I thought Sanity was going to win, because the Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity we haven't seen yet. And that's no. interesting to me. I want to see Harper and Killian Dane like throw each other around. Sure, but, but they always have that internal resistance to heel on heel action. So. I suppose that is true. All right, the United States champion. The United States champion. Dolph Ziggler. He's the Intercontinental champion. <laughs> God damn! I, um. Uh, Kevin Owens, came, no. Uh, Jeff Hardy was the U.S. Bit. champion, and you and Jeff Hardy lost that championship to Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal's on Raw. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah, the ball licker, not licker hitter. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I meant hitter. The ball hitter, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. Shinsuke Nakamura defending against Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton is just looking creepy. Uh, in the background. I don't know what he's is doing. Is he there? Is he in the match? He keeps attacking Jeff Hardy. He's not in the match, at least not yet. What's interesting is there is one triple threat match in this entire weekend. Everything else is either strangles matches or straight tag matches. Hmm. Well, so, I don't know um, if Horton's going to get involved or if he's just going to lurk. Well, if he's not in the match, then I, he can't win the match. So the other guy's going to win the match. The current champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, will retain. 
Yeah, I think so, too. I really don't care. No. I feel bad about that, but I just don't. Um, the Intercontinental Tag Champion, who is Dolph Ziggler, with Dolph his Ziggler! straight hair. You got to see it if we're giving out a hair Nick award. Nick Nemeth? <laughs> Member of your alpha roster with his buddy Kerwin White. Hell yeah. Um, is taking on Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. And the big news of the week, Buff Daddy Ambrose has made his return. I believe you mean... Uh, what, what's his name? Dean Swolrose? <laughs> Swolrose. Yeah, he spent a lot of time in the gym and got the cane, the Glenn Jacobs haircut. Yeah. Yeah. He, He's not um, in the match, but he'll be in Rollins' corner during the match. Okay, well, I like it. I assume that Drew McIntyre is in the corner of the caddy, so... Correct. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Seth Rollins. I get, well, hmm. Dean Ambrose could turn on Seth Rollins. It seems so obvious. Like, the look is different, and the, like, it seems so likely that Ambrose will turn, but now I've gone around him and, like, no. Yeah. That would be way too interesting. <laughs> I'm going with Ziggler just because I think Rollins could do more. The Intercontinental, I like him as Intercontinental Champion, but I'd like to see him move on and challenge whoever the Universal Champion will be. So Yeah, I think I agree with you on that, so right. I'll, I'll agree. All right. The women's title, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Naomi. No. Becky Lynch. No, though she is my prediction. Oscar. No. The, no, seriously. You are usually so. Oh, you are usually so F A B U L O U S at this. I got it over. It's Carmella. I know okay. who it is. Carmella defending against Charlotte and Becky Lynch, and I am going with Becky Lynch because I will go down with that ship if I have to. I will go with Charlotte. No, Carmella. So, I don't want it to be Carmella. This is me, Carmella. They had a. You know, a face-to-face-to-face conversation, and um, Charlotte said, you know, you're, you know what your problem is, Carmella? You're a diva in an era of women. And apparently Maria Kanellis took issue with that, and... Maria like, Kanellis did not take issue with that. She simply is attempting to insert herself into a storyline so that she will be asked to come back onto television and be relevant in some way. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? The Raw Women's Wouldn't it be nice? Da, da, anyway, the Raw yep. Women's Champion Alexa Bliss will be taking on Rowdy Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's title. Yeah, something tells me there's going to be some uh, chicanery going on here, but I'm going to give it to Rowdy Ronda Rousey because I would like her to be the champion. I am going to say Rowdy, Rowdy Ronda Rousey wins but doesn't win the title. I could very yeah. easily see Alexa slide out, grab her belt, and run. I think that's entirely possible. So yeah. I think R- Rousey wins again by DQ, by countout somehow, but Alexa stays champion. I, I think if sure. Ronda wins, it'll be in October at Evolution. Sure. All right, that brings us to the two big title matches of the evening, the SmackDown WWE Champion. Are you... Are you- insinuating that the women's title matches are not big title matches? I, of the it year? is entirely possible that Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey main events of this show. 
I doubt it'll main my event, but it, pro- it could be one of the best matches on the show. There are. This is what I like about this show. As many people are, are you know, complaining about it, there are multiple matches on this that could easily steal the show. And Bliss versus Rousey is one of them. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Braun and Kevin, we've seen it before, but they could, they can have the match of the night just accidentally. Braun and Kevin, Brian and Miz, Ziggler and Rollins, the match I'm about to talk about, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Who's complaining about this card? Who? Who? A lot of it is rematches. We've seen Balor Corbin. We've seen Owen Strowman. We've seen Bludgeon New Day. We've seen Nakamura Hardy. We've seen Ziggler Rollins. We've seen Lesnar Reigns. Okay, they're right. Unfair, unfairness. They have a point. But a lot of those matches, even if we've seen them, still going to be good. Yeah. Now, I won't make that claim about Corbin versus Balor, but, no, the, you know. So, so the way it's arranged... You know, the first match that I listed is Balor Corbin, and the last match I listed is Lesnar Reigns. If people want to complain about only those two matches, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. The, I mean, don't get me wrong. The eight in between are going to be good. I think I, personally, I think I've seen the hell out of AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe before. Not in this company, but well, that's I, it. I don't people care. Are like, people are like, if you really want to see, because I tweeted about it, and they're like, if you really want to see it, watch a company called TNA. And I'm like, first of all, don't act like you're trying to teach me something about <laughs> TNA. Second of all, I saw it in TNA. And when I see something that I really, really like, I want to see it again. Agreed. And it, so, I, I don't know. That match is going to be freaking fantastic. It's going to be so um, good. And, you know, I was prepared to say AJ Styles was going to retain. I didn't know who he was facing. I was prepared to say no matter what name you said after AJ Styles, I was prepared to say AJ Styles retains. And then I picked the one name that made you change. Yeah. Your Samoa Joe could totally take this title off yep. of him. Yep. The, Has AJ yep. Styles surpassed anybody in terms JBL of his title? JBL recently. Rank? I think he's passed JBL for the longest WWE, SmackDown WWE, you know, some, yeah. he set some record. Is he, is he like anywhere near CM Punk territory where you can Let's see him holding see. on to it? AJ Styles World Champion. Let me look that up for you. Because I know good... Punk was like, what, 434 434. Days now, granted, Brock Lesnar has yes, right, right. beaten that. But at the same time, you know, the further down the list he goes, I think the happier WWE is. All right, retains. I'm probably looking at the, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Hold on. List of WWE champions. That's where I'm going to get this information better. Are you? AJ Styles has been the champion for over 280. He won the title in November, so no. He's not even at a year yet. Right. Okay, well. He's at 9, 10 months. Something tells me AJ Styles retains, but man, I want Samoa Joe to be the champion. The problem that I find is that with the exception of The Miz and Daniel Bryan, there's not a lot of other... Like, AJ Styles has beat everybody. He's wrestled Rusev, beat Rusev. He's wrestled Shinsuke, beat Shinsuke. A lot. Yeah. So, yeah. if he beats Joe, there's very few people for him to beat. So, I'm going with uh, Samoa Joe. Just because it's something... It'll be something, again, new and different. But then again, I don't know. 
because they I'm gonna go with decide. Joe. I'm going to go with Joe. All right. Yeah, I'm very excited for that match. And that brings us to what many believe will be the main event of the evening, and maybe it will, and that's just fine. Uh, Brock Lesnar defending his uh, universal title against Roman Reigns. There is no way that's not the main event. Right? It's got to be. It's not going to be Styles Joe. Uh, no. The only option is uh, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. That's the only yeah. one that could potentially do it, because if Rousey wins the title, that's a closing image Vince wants. He wants that on every, you know, sports. I think you're right, though. I think they don't pull the trigger on that until later. Uh, Did you see? Well, you didn't see, but ESPN, the website for ESPN, the cover story for much of today. Oh, you mean www.espn.com? Yes. Got Uh, it. The cover story for most of today was on the rise of intergender wrestling. Uh Uh-huh. So something that, that does not exist in the WWE. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Um I am gonna go ahead and say that Brock Lesnar retains his title. I'm gonna go ahead and say Roman Reigns finally puts this beast to bed and then someone cashes in on him. Because if Roman finally beats Here's the thing. The last time Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens met, I don't know if it's the last time, but last time I remember, Kevin Owens got thrown off of a freaking cage through a table. I I, I don't feel like either man would be in a state to cash in based off of their past uh that's a good point that's a good point plus it also you get rid of a story like that storyline disappears alexa bliss has already cashed in so if if you cash in sunday that money in the bank storyline's over until next june so right um i suppose i suppose you are right i don't think paul Heyman's gonna turn on brock lesnar no um he tried he came out on raw and tried to sell himself to roman reigns no he didn't well he tried to and then sprayed him in the eyes with something and Brock beat the crap out of him. But again, Brock stood tall at the Raw at the Go Home show. That's WWE great. Lo- WWE logic dictates that Roman finds a way to win. So I'll stick with my Roman pick. I don't feel good about it, but I'll stick with it. They want us to hate Brock Lesnar. If they want us to hate Brock Lesnar, the only way to get us to really hate him is if he keeps being champion. And I th- really think they want us to hate him so that when it comes to WrestleMania and he finally loses, that we are all the more likely to cheer for the person who does finally beat him, which, of course, is Roman Reigns. It's also, I you know, they brought it up. I don't remember. I think I was listening to NAI Pod this morning um, that, you know, when Brock Lesnar goes back to the UFC, if he happens to be universal champion, that's a good thing for... Yes, it is. They so. want him to be champion when he goes back to UFC. I, I fully believe they want him to drop the championship before he fights in UFC, but they would perfectly happy with him being champion in the lead-up to his fight. Yeah. But yes, I am very excited for this weekend there are good matches all over the uh all up and down the card i think it's going to be a great show all right 
So, again, my big question is where do we go from here? But I suppose that is a question that should wait until after we get there. Oh, well, I know where we go from here, DC. We go to the email. That was a picture-perfect transition. That was beautiful. Thank the emails, you, the emails, what, what, the emails podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We've got four of them, although one of them, again, is for... Uh, Seahawk, thanking you for all the draft picks in the APA just for Hogan, so we can just get rid of that one right there. So we got three emails. I want to read his. I just read it to you. Is that really what it, it says? It literally That's says, it. thank you, Doc, for all the draft picks and the APA for Hogan. Not a problem, Seahawk. See, Seahawk doesn't, you know, use capital letters or punctuation or write long things. He's That's fine. That's fine. Our first it's email comes best. from our bestie, Danielle. All right. Subject line, one email off my to-do list. Hey, guys. So while my not-so-smart car is sitting here at the repair shop, I guess I'll email you guys from my iPhone. The one day I leave my apartment with my book or my iPad. Well, at least I have paper and planners with me. I think you meant the one day you leave without. But anyways, Ah. evolution, pay-per-view. I have mixed feelings of the women's only pay-per-view. What I don't want to see happen is that the women's roster starts to have its own show in the middle of Raw or SmackDown, like the Cruiser 8's division did. The Cruiser's I'm, 8. I love Little it. iPhones. I'm slightly worried that the women would then have the ropes changed in the middle of the show and other things. Uh, as long as the women get the same amount of time or programming slash ads slash marketing, etc. as the men, then I'm cool. So what's your biggest concern with the Evolution pay-per-view? Um, I mean, just to leave it there for a second, I think I sort of talked about it a little bit earlier. You did. We, we Do you covered, have any? This is the problem with not previewing the emails is we, we covered this. We talked about the concern, you know. I'm just, I think it's great. I don't want it to become a novelty thing. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Also, I return to university next week, and while I haven't been to school in over three years, I feel like I forgot how university life works. My university has made slight changes, but that's all I've been told. So with both of you as teachers, sorry, educators, what's some advice you'd give current and returning college students? Alpha Drafts, been fun so far. Danielle, P.S. Hey you, avid listener. You know what you should do. Join Docs and DC's Patreon. Cheap plug. www.patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. Thank you, Danielle, for the email, and thank you for the cheap plug. Oh, well, let's see. You're going to know more about this because I, while I go to the university every so often for meetings, I have not been a college student in, goodness, 12 years? Mm. Or so. Yeah. So, I don't really know if I have any advice for for a current or returning student. I mean, go to class would be my advice for someone who did not go to many of his classes, preaching the value of a social education. Um, I, I would go to class. That would be my advice. Yeah, go to class, do the work, do the readings. Like, I don't know. Like, it sounds so simple. It's real tempting to skip some of that stuff, but. Honestly, the more repetition, if, if, if you have the time in your life, and you may not, depending on what else is going on, but honestly, like, if you can, if, if there's a syllabus and they tell you what the topics are, they give you the reading, like, 
do the reading before you have class on that topic. Read it first, but, you know, just skim it. Just go quickly. Don't bother necessarily finding out every little detail if there's something you don't understand. Just familiarize yourself with the topics. Start to see some of the vocabulary, etc. Go to class and really pay attention in class. Like, that way you're seeing the material for the second time when they teach it. Some of the words that maybe you didn't know before are now going to be more familiar because you saw them once. And make sure you take notes. Take notes when you're in that class. Don't use your laptop. Don't type. There's a ton of research on this. Handwritten notes are way more likely to be retained. When you're done with class, you're going to go back to that book chapter that you read before class, and you're going to read it. Instead of skimming it, this time you're actually going to read it. This time, since you've seen it twice before, it should all make sense. If it doesn't, now spend the time to make it make sense. Also... Those notes you took during class, you're going to want to write them again. Take them, rewrite them out longhand, and and make sure that it's clear and understandable. And I almost guarantee you, if you are able to do that, if you can carve out the time, I know it's a big ask, but if you can, you're going to do so much better in terms of retaining that information. But like you said, you don't really have any advice. Yeah, well, I didn't think I did. What about office hours? Should you go to office hours if you have questions? Is that, if is you that a have good use questions, of your time? Absolutely. It, do you have office hours? As in, now, granted, you're a supervisor, but when you were running labs and things, did you have office hours? Absolutely. Yeah, I did. Have people avail hours. themselves of them. What's that? Did people avail them? Did people show up, or would you just sit there for two or three hours and then go home? No, I, I was. I was extremely busy during my office hours. Um, I was an extremely helpful TA. I spent a lot of time trying to help people understand. I would try to think of different ways to explain topics. You know, if one way didn't make sense, I would try something else. And I got a reputation uh, among students. Oh, if you want to really get this material, go see Doc. And uh, I was never, I never had a slow office hour. Did you try the Billy Madison approach for studying? What's that? That is, you ask the questions, and if they get it right, you take off a piece of clothing. No, that did that not. That is correct. <laughs> and then Chris Farley takes his shirt off. I, I could see, I could see that working, though. I, I could see. That. Oh, I don't remember her name. It's Bridget something. I think it's Bridget Wilson. Was the girl in that movie? Oh yeah, that's a pants party right there. Let's just point that out. All I remember from that movie is. Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> that was a good movie. I'll take your word for it, because literally that is pretty much all I remember. Oh, I also remember him splashing water on his pants and claiming that all the cool kids pee yes. their pants to help well, that and, kid and, out. And, and let me tell you, as a teacher, that is, a, that is an incredibly kind gesture. I don't have a lot of kids who wet themselves, but I have in the past. And that is a very kind, caring thing that uh, Billy Madison did for that child. Have you ever done that for a child? Um, no. Mm. But I have tried to make it as painless as possible. So what you're saying is you are less kind than Adam Sandler. I'm saying as a teacher... If I splash water on myself and the kids go home and say, my teacher peed his pants today, I don't have a job for very much longer. (laughs) Fair. I guess it's a different situation. 
My, our next email comes from our good buddy Mitchell Monroe, and the title is Finding My Happy. The past year has been filled with a lot of highs and lows for me in regards to wrestling. As we've talked about in the draft chats and prior emails, this has impacted a lot less wrestling. So, as I move forward, we know what he I meant. Ask, we know what he meant. What is my wrestling future? How am I going to find my happy to balance marriage and fandom? I feel like the answer is to keep up wrestling via YouTube and podcast, and that's how I will get my wrestling fix. Cease following wrestling social media in case I decide to check out a match here or there from pay-per-views to avoid spoilers, and never, ever put wrestling before my marriage. It'll be a wrestling life digested into bits and pieces, but it'll be a way I can keep on without cutting out something that's been such a part of my life for so long. Thank you, DC, for urging me to find my happy. And Doc, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's not in the email, but I'm not going to say it was in the email. Uh, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, how am I going to find my happy to balance marriage and fandom? Uh, we need to get GQ on this show, because I feel like <laughs> GQ, he's living this email. You know what I'm saying? GQ, I yes. love you. I yes. love you, baby darling. But uh, if anybody's going to give advice on this, it's a man that's lived it. And that is the man. You're, you're not wrong. We need to figure out a way to get GQ on more of these shows. Can, can Hangouts work in a trio? Does he have a microphone yet? He does not he does have a microphone. Oh, my yet. God. You have to buy him one like I bought you one. <sighs> Probably, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, I... I appreciate the email. I appreciate the the thanks. Uh, wrestling in in the modern era, in the social media era, in the streaming network era, is going to change. You got to figure out what works for you. Maybe Mitchell just picks the two or three wrestlers he likes. He seems to really like Charlotte. I don't know if you knew that, Doc, but he really likes Charlotte. So I also he, really like Charlotte. So maybe he, you know, just watches those. Maybe he watches that. I think he watched because of the Ambrose return. And that's kind of the benefit of social media is if you went totally cold turkey, you weren't going to watch it at all. But then you hear all of a sudden Dean Ambrose is back. I think that he said. And I think even, I don't know if you did it, but Mrs. Manson definitely caught up on Raw just to see the Ambrose return. So, Yeah, no, you're right. Completely cutting out social media, he's right. It's a double-edged sword. It's good because you get to avoid the spoilers, but you're right if you're not really paying attention to the product and you cut it out that way, y you might miss things. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how you balance it, but I'm sure you'll find a way. Life seems finds a way. It does. Our final email comes from Bethany Westbrook. I'd just like to point out that this email is Stephanie S-T-E-P-H-A-N-Y uh -huh. Stephanie Beverly Bethany Inc. at Outlook.com so, I'm excited to hear this email, but if I find out that this is all some lie, that somebody decided to went ahead and created a separate email address just to email us this, I'm going to be very worried about how they're using their free time. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure Bethany is totally legit, but if this winds up being anybody else, oh yeah. 
I mean, it just seems like three enterprising women who have decided to incorporate and uh, who have taken a, a an interest in our particular brand of oral antics. I hope they don't think that what they're doing is... I think they're trying to hijack the show to bring us more listeners. I think they think they're exposing us to an entirely new market, and they're really helping the show. Do you feel that's what's happening? Possibly. And let me tell you, Bethany, let me tell you... Um, DC has no problem exposing himself, uh, so he does. He does not need your help in exposing himself. And then I will shake your hand. <laughs> Do I look like WWE creative to you? No, you are hey far boys. more attractive. Put a shrimp on the Barbie, Bethany Westbrook. Here to play. It's been such a fun summer thus far. Vlogging. That's blogging, but with a V. Uh, a video could blog. You s- send us a link. I would like to see Bethany's vlog. I'd like to see her face. I would too. I challenge you, Bethany. If you don't, in fact, if I don't get a vlog from you by next week, I'm not reading another one of your emails again. I'm not sure you were going to read another one, anyways. <laughs> uh, I also, I was also working on a camp for two weeks, which was great. I just can't for Freshers Week to start. Partying dorgies, which I'm going to believe is a type of corgi. Uh, it's, it's it's like some sort of wolf corgi duck. And of course, Beer Pong Society, going to be a wild year. To the wrestling in the mid-2000s, The Undertaker was used as a device to put over many talents. Uh, Vladimir Kozlov and the Great Kali went over clean, while Mr. Kennedy and JBL went over with shenanigans, but went over nonetheless. He also had pay-per-view feuds with Heidenreich and Luther Reigns. Yes, Heidenreich. Why do we need to say that with such surprise? Why wouldn't the greatest wrestler of all time, Heidenreich, not feud with The Undertaker? True. Uh, Obviously, as only JBL of all them was successful, WWE were very gun-shy of using The Undertaker in this manner later on in his career, unless it was a proven name like Brock Lesnar or someone they were going with in Roman Reigns. Ask Bray Wyatt how that worked out for him. My question for you is this. If this was the 2000s Undertaker, and with the young crop of talent now, pick five guys he would put over. Adam Cole, Alistair Black. Hope you enjoy that. Let's stop there for a second. Um, five guys that 2000s era Undertaker would put over. The problem is he's going to pick people like, we can go with who we think, but he's going to pick the guys that he thinks are deserving, and that's not going to be what they show on camera. That's going to be, I'm assuming... Now, granted, I can't speak for the great backstage antics of Luther Reigns, but I also don't remember Luther Reigns ever winning against The Undertaker. Mm. So... I will say, just from the list... Alistair Black is one, definitely. I'm sorry? Alistair Black is one. Alistair Black makes a lot of sense, but, I mean, from the list... That he gave the mid-2000s, I mean, Vladimir Kozlov, Great Kali, JBL, Heidenreich, Lutherans, all these guys are monsters. It seems like they were really had an interest in trying to get the larger people over against The Undertaker. So, I mean, I'd like to think that maybe that was intentional. I mean, obviously, Mr. Kennedy's a bit of an outlier there, but the rest of them fit that. So I think going along those lines, I think you definitely would see him putting over Braun Strowman. Yes. Um, you know... Maybe. I think he would feud with Lars Sullivan, but win. Yeah, probably. That's like, Lars Sullivan would knock him around a bit, which would be enough. Right. I so. could see him, I mean, obviously not quite the same 
monster, but still a monster, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. I think also. And to your point about you know, the backstage sort of thing, Samoa Joe, I know in TNA for his last stretch there was really known as a locker room leader, not yeah. unlike The Undertaker was for the WWE. So I have to imagine there would be some mutual respect there, um, possibly anyways. I think so. Um Maybe some point down the road, Killian Dane. I think Sanity could go after The mm. Undertaker in much the same way uh, the Wyatt family did. Yeah, Killian Dane. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving along. And then. of course, Babatunde. Yeah. Also, we would like to thank Mrs. Manson. We'd what like would she Mrs. like Manson. us to bake in the Mrs. Manson Bake Off at the DDT Fan Festival in Melbourne this fall? Either get her to email or Doc can announce it when De- when Beverly Dakota emails next week. Hear that, Mrs. Manson? You've got homework. We will be offering travel packages to Melbourne for anyone in the northeast of the U.S. funded by Steph. But the priority right now is Mrs. Manson's answer. We already have DDT-branded kettles. Until next time, from the Gold Coast of Australia, Beth. Well, um, who's emailing Beverly's email? Better include a vlog. I'm telling you. So let me ask you a question. Uh, If a travel package to Melbourne was offered for those of us in the Northeast, fully funded by an outside party. It would have to be. And that's a long time on a plane. It is a long time on a plane. I don't even know. Have you ever been on a plane? Yes. But you would drive to Chicago, which leads me to believe you don't like planes. I'm not the person we're talking about. Got it. Okay. All right. Okay. All right there, Doc Manson. Uh, I need a piece of positivity as we head into SummerSlam weekend. Before I give you my piece of positivity, I want to say that if you want to have your thoughts read on this show, you should send a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I didn't even do the poll. Oh, what was I thinking? What? I put a Google form together, a poll of SummerSlam predictions, and we have, last I checked, let me see here, uh, how many responses do we have? We have 20 responses to the poll. 20 responses to the poll. So, very quickly, very quickly, I apologize. I should have done this as we were going. Um, 60%. Believe the Velveteen Dream will win. Oops, wrong thing. Uh, let's see here. 65% believe Adam Cole will retain. 70% believe Shayna Baszler. 85% believe the Undisputed Era. 85% believe Tommaso Ciampa. So for the most part, people think no titles are changing hands at right. TakeOver. Uh, pre... Let's see, pre-show, 90% say Almas and Vega will win. Damn it, I keep pushing the wrong button. That seems, uh, that seems like a believable percentage. 85% believe the Revival will win. Interesting. And uh, Gal- uh, not Gallagher, Alexander and Gulak <laughs> are split. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Gallagher showed up with the Bludgeon Brothers? Yes, oh it would. God. Finally, uh, give me a reason to care about it. 55% say Cedric, 45% say Drew Gulak. A little close there, all right. Uh, 95% say Finn Balor. <laughs> the Daniel Bryan and the Miz's split, 55-45 in favor of Daniel Bryan. 
Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman is an even 50-50. 10 for each person. Wow. All right. Uh, 60-40, say the Bludgeon Brothers over the New Day. Okay. 100% of people believe Shinsuke wins. <laughs> well, I mean, Jeff Hardy. I mean, you want to talk about Matt, who's... who's it was coccyx is fusing to his yeah. elbow. Uh, I mean, Jeff Hardy also supposedly is hard for these days. So yeah, seventy uh, percent say Ziggler wins. Fifty-five percent say we get the Ambrose heel turn. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, wow, that's interesting. I wonder if that's a problem with the question itself. 60% of people say Becky Lynch. 40% say Carmella. No one said Charlotte, which makes me think I messed that question up. Me too. I'm always so. looking to blame DC, so. Uh, let's see. 75 say Ronda. 55-45 in favor of AJ over Samoa Joe. And 70% of people say Roman wins. And if we do get a cash-in, most people think Strowman does it. And that ends that. So thank you to those 20 people for taking part in the poll. I appreciate it. Very interesting. I like that. Uh, Next time we should do that as part of the show. I, I can I can call in a lifeline. I can I can try to, yeah. to use that a, was the intention. And then, of course, I got distracted and all right. forgot all of very that. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Piece of positivity. You got one? Uh, my piece of positivity. Uh, I'm going to go with... Tessa Blanchard doing some interesting things in the knockouts division of Impact Wrestling. She's Good been pretty prominent, making herself known, taking no prisoners, taking out faces, heels, whatever, in her mission to be noticed and to become the knockout women's champion. Uh, it's been Excellent. a pretty good story. Glad to hear it. Glad yeah. to hear it. Glad to hear it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do a cheap plug and say the alpha testing of the draft is going very well. We have our original alpha test. There is an alpha test going on with people being able to draft multiple versions of the same talent. That is probably the least popular of the of the three right now, just because it's there is a lot of debate over, you know, how many versions of Ric Flair were there really. One. Um, Ric and then Flair we was, have a, was just Ric Flair. If you want to yeah. say pre-airplane uh, crash Ric Flair and post-airplane crash Ric Flair, I think that counts. But other than that, it's just Ric Flair. I would go with when he was crazy and running around in a sane asylum with his Florida Gator boxer shorts on. I would go with that's a separate character. But, um, and then we have one where it's just like our DDT bestie draft. You can only pick one person at a time. That so. sounds lame. So I think. <laughs> so I think we we whoever are, we are came up, up with that idea, what a maroon! So I think we are gearing up. We might be able to 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 bring this public in case anyone wants to participate who isn't already. But I thank all of the people who are participating, even you, Doc Manson. Even though you traded for Hulk Hogan and basically said, "I don't want to deal with this for like three or four days," so please leave me alone. It was great. Uh, I don't regret it for a second. Also, uh, hey, DDT EFED, hashtag DDT EFED. That's true. Let's hear from you people. You want to do an EFED? Let me know, man. I'll set that up. Um, I mean, hey, if you want, I will if, set up a site that will allow DC to set that up. Is what I mean. Yeah. But uh, if if you want me to make the pot even sweeter for you, Ooh. um, Charlie Haas, like Shelton Benjamin, Emma, 
and I'll take some of your draft picks so you don't have to worry about it. Now, once again, I'm not going to trade you for Emma, but I am going to trade for Santino Morella. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay, so <laughs> Santino, well, Santino and Emma were a thing for a while in wrestling, so I get them confused. Well, would you be willing to give me all four? If you include a draft pick or two, sure. Okay. All right. Let me think about All that. Right. Uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy this show, TakeOver, SummerSlam. Try to be positive about things, people. Try to enjoy it. They're going to work very hard to entertain you. Please try to let them. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Listen to all of our podcasts. You can find the full back catalog at ddtpod.com. Check out the DDT universe. That's right. Uh, you can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever, your podcast portal of choice. And if you like what we do, why would you? You can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to throw some shekels our way. We'll use that to uh, help fund what we do here and keep the lights on. So DDT wrestling can come at you for another three or four years. <laughs> I, I can't imagine not doing this show. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? <laughs>